there was a pastor from the United States who uh, went to Central America uh, on a mission trip. And uh, little did he know that the, the region uh, he went to had been suffering from a drought for several months. It, it had not rained for months in this region. And the people had been praying daily for rain. All right, all through the region, people were praying that God would send rain. And so this pastor's on a, on a mission trip, and uh, he's scheduled to, to preach one night, and uh, he's in this open gymnasium, no walls. All they had was an old tin roof. And right before he gets up to preach, it starts pouring down rain. And that rain is just hitting that tin roof, and, and the pastor's afraid that the people will not be able to hear him preach. And so before he starts his sermon, he said, look, it, it's pouring down rain. Let's pray that God would stop the rain. All right, and so he, he prays the prayer. You know, God, please stop the rain. Short prayer, and, and uh, he gets done praying, and it starts raining even harder. And he says, well, maybe we need to pray again. It's raining harder now, let's pray that God will stop the rain so you can hear the sermon. He prays again, Lord stop the rain, gets done praying and it is just raining even harder. And so finally the pastor says, well I guess we just need to thank God for the rain, if you can't beat him, join him. And So uh, he goes on preaching his message and, and after the message, Everybody came up to him and said, Preacher, every time you prayed that the rain would stop, we prayed that it would rain harder. Um, I guess God heard our prayers more than he heard yours. Um, now today, uh, we're going to spend a few minutes uh, talking about prayer. As followers of Jesus, we need to be a people of prayer. And let's go ahead and look at our, our text for today, Luke chapter 22. We're going to begin reading at verse 39, read all the way through verse 41. If you will stand for the reading of God's Word, again, Luke chapter 22, beginning at verse 39. Coming out, he, referring to Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. You may be seated. Uh, so this morning, we're going to continue our series, Follow Me. And today, we're going to focus on prayer. Today, we're talking about how as followers of Jesus... We need to be a people of prayer. And there's two things that we want to talk about this morning. Here's point number one. Write this down. The priority of prayer. All right, point number one. Make sure you have it. The priority of prayer. All right, I'm going to give you a moment to, to get that jotted down. Point number one. The priority of prayer. Look at verse 39 again. 
uh, coming out, he, again, Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And you might want to underline that phrase, as he was accustomed. And uh, that, that phrase equals a habit. All right, let's look at Luke twenty two thirty nine from the Amplified Version. We'll put this verse up on the wall. Look at it from the Amplified Version. And he came out and went as was his habit. All right, so I want to think about habits for just a moment. You know, uh, we, we tend to think of habits that we have as people, good habits, bad habits. Uh, I came across a, a website the other day uh, talking about um, unusual habits of pets. All right, our, our cats and dogs, unusual habits of pets. And uh, there was a couple that wrote about uh, their dog and how their dog, uh, he had an unusual habit. He lo- this dog loved to eat ice. And every time they had a big barbecue at their house, you know, they would have uh, ice chest full of ice and sodas and water. And the dog figured out how to open up ice chest and he would literally, this dog would eat ice until he got a brain freeze. I mean, how many of you would like to see a dog with, I mean, that'd be an unusual sight. I mean, just the thought of it, all right? That was an unusual habit. Another couple uh, wrote about an unusual habit that their dog had. The dog, only during the summer, would, would go to sleep in the bathtub. Right? Only during the summer months, the dog would go to sleep in the bathtub. Um, another couple wrote about their cat and how their cat would uh, pull open the, bo- the bottom chester drawer and sleep in the couple's socks. All right? And then uh, we had a cat, and I don't remember which one, Kim could probably tell you, they all kind of run together to me. But uh, we had a cat that had an unusual habit. Uh, this particular cat, instead of drinking its you know, water in the, in the bowl, what the, what the little cat would do, uh, he would stick his paw in the water, and then he would lick the water off his paw. All right? So those are some unusual habits of, of pets. You know, we have habits. Good habits, bad habits. And in verse 39 through 41, we see a habit of Jesus. Jesus had a habit of going into the mountains for the purpose of praying. Look at our passage again, beginning at verse 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to that place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. All right, and so what we see in our passage today, Jesus had a habit. He would go up into the mountains to spend time in prayer. One commentator put it like this, prayer was a way of life for Jesus. He had a special place in the Mount of Olives where he habitually went for prayer. And so what we see here is that Jesus gave priority to prayer. Right? Jesus made praying a habit in his life. 
And, and we see examples of this all through the Gospels. Uh, look at this passage from Luke 6, 12. We'll put it up on the wall. Luke 6, 12. And it came to pass in those days that he, again, that's a reference to Jesus, went out to the mountain to pray. And he continued all night in prayer to God. All right, and so again, what we see is that Jesus gave priority to prayer. Jesus made prayer a habit in his life. And here's the question for us this morning. Do we, do we make prayer a priority in our lives? Do, do we make prayer a daily habit in our lives? Think about that, those questions for your own life for just a moment. Do we make prayer a priority? Do we have a daily habit of praying to God? Or do we neglect Do we neglect prayer? And I think if we're honest with ourselves, um, there are times that we neglect prayer. How often do we pray between Sundays? Have you ever been at a point in your life where you've gone days, weeks, Months, even years, without praying to God? Or, or what about this example? When, when things go bad in our lives, we start praying. But then as soon as things are good in our lives, we stop praying and we neglect prayer all over again. Again, I... I think if we're honest with ourselves, um, those examples really hit home. There are times that we neglect prayer. And, and what we see this morning is that we need to give priority to prayer. We need to make a habit of praying daily to God. The, the early church... All right, the first believers in Christ, they gave priority to prayer. All right, one of the very first descriptions we have of the church is found in Acts chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. All right, in the first few verses of Acts 1, Jesus has ascended, and we get down to about verse 13, verse 14, and the, it's the very first description we have of the church gathering together. And I want to look at Acts 1, 14, and I want, you to I want to show the, the very first description of the early church and what they're, what they're doing. These all continued with one accord in what? Prayer and supplication. The early church gave priority to prayer. The very first description of the church has to do with prayer. Look at Acts 2.42. We'll put this verse up on the wall as well. You might want to just jot this verse down in your notes. Acts 2.42 from the ESV. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to what? 
prayer. Right? The early church gave priority to prayer. We see that Jesus gave priority to prayer. We need to give priority to prayer. We need to make a daily habit of praying. As followers of Jesus, we need to be a people of prayer. Let's move on. Point number two. Write this down. The urgency of prayer. All right, write this down. Point number two, real quick. The urgency of prayer. All right, write, this, write that down. The, point number two, the urgency of prayer. Let me give you a quick story, quick illustration about urgency. And then we're going to go back to the text. Um, there's this fella, Chet. He, uh, he wakes up. In the middle of the night, and he hears an unusual noise coming from his, the back of his, his backyard. And so he opens up the window, and he, sees two, and he sees two or three thieves, robbers, taking stuff out of his barn. And so he immediately picks up the phone, uh, you know, calls 911, gets the dispatcher on the phone, and, and says, look, uh, it, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I looked out there, and there's two or three people stealing from my barn. And the dispatcher said, look, we don't have a unit available right now to come to your house, but as, as soon as we have one available, I will send them to your house. So Chad gets off the phone, and like, look, this is a matter of urgency to him. There's people stealing from his barn. But Chet thinks the police, they're not being very urgent. We'll send someone when we have a chance. And so a minute later, he gets back on the phone, dials 911 again, talks to the same dispatcher, and he said, look, I called about a minute ago. There were two people breaking into my barn. You, you said you were going to send someone when you had a chance. Don't worry about sending anyone out here. I, I shot both of the thieves. Chet says, within three minutes, there are three police cars, the SWAT team, and two ambulances at his house. They get out, and to their surprise, the thieves are not dead. They catch them red-handed stealing from this guy's barn. And so the lead police officer, I mean, he's kind of miffed at what's going on. And he walks up to Chet, and he said, I thought you told the 911 operator that you, were gonna, that you shot these people. Unconcerned, Chet looked back at him and said, well, the dispatcher told me y'all had no units available. Urgency. That, sh that story shows urgency. All right? And that's what we see with Jesus in, in, this, in, in Luke chapter 22, verse 39. There's a sense of urgency in his praying. Look at verse 41 again. Look at verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed. You might want to underline that phrase, he knelt down and prayed. You know, we, we kind of read that, we don't, we don't think much of it. You know, Jesus knelt down and prayed. But uh, the custom in Jesus' day, when you prayed, you stood up. Right? That, that was kind of the norm in Jesus' day. When you prayed, you stood up. And so what Jesus is doing here is out of the norm. When he kneels down to pray, it's out of the norm. And Jesus kneeling down to pray, it, it shows the urgency in which Jesus is praying. Look, the context for Luke chapter 22, verse 39, it's right after the Lord's Supper. Jesus 
in just a few minutes, he's going to be arrested. They're going to start his trial. The next day, Jesus is going to be crucified. And so with all that's about to happen to Jesus, all he can do is pray. Right? That's, his, that's his only option. That's his best option. All he can do is pray. You know, with, with what's happening in the life of, of our church, um, you know, I've had this, this overwhelming feeling this past week that um, all we can do is pray. That's our only option. That's our best option. All we can do is pray. Look, we've got a lot of people who are hurting in our church. We've got a lot of people who are hurting in our church. And since December, we're about to have our, our fourth funeral. Um, in fact, we're about to have our, our third funeral in, in just a little over a week. Uh, Miss Joe Bickham, Pat Rogers, tomorrow we'll have the funeral for Brother Jim Casanova. There's a lot of hurting people in our church. A lot of, a lot of families who have, who have lost loved ones. And then, you know, I think about last Sunday, Miss Bobby Fry, she, she falls coming out of her Sunday school class, and the next thing we know, she's being transported by a helicopter to Tulane, and by the end of the night, they're doing emergency brain surgery. There's, look, there's just a lot of people uh, hurting in our church. Uh, there, there's people who are, who are facing heart surgery. There's people who are facing extended illnesses. Uh, we've got two young girls in our church who are dealing with knee injuries. Um, we've got people in our church who are fighting cancer. And, and look, I, I feel like today I could go literally row by row, family by family, and talk about different issues, different difficult times that, that we have had over the last few weeks, months, and this year. We, we've just got a lot of hurting people in our church. And again, I've had this overwhelming feeling that, that all we can do is do what Jesus did in this passage, and that's to pray. And this morning, during our invitation, I, I want to give, give us the same opportunity that, that Jesus had in this passage. Um, during our invitation today, um, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to come to this altar and fall on your knees and pray for the people who are hurting in this church. Pray for each other. And so this morning, our invitation is going to be a little bit different. Gordon is going to come to the piano. George is going to come and, and lead us during in, in our song of invitation. And, and what we're going to do for our invitation today, just a good old-fashioned altar call. And, and I want to encourage you during our time of invitation to make your way to the altar. Fall on your knees and let's pray. Let's pray for the people who are hurting in this church. Let's pray 
for each other. So Gordon's going to play. George's going to lead us in a song. So you stand. And again, this altar is open. And I want to encourage you to come today. Fall on your knees. And let's pray for the hurting.